So, so again, the binding of Isaac, which we read on the second day of Rosh Hashanah, it begins with the languages Vayashkem Avram Aboker. Abraham woke up early in the morning. So the Gemara and many Medrashim learn out a halacha from here, a halacha principle, which is reason makdimin the mitzvah. That means if you have a mitzvah, you don't waste. It says um, you do it immediately. Because if you have a, even a window for a mitzvah, so technically, God didn't tell him when he has to do it, but he woke up, second God told him, he woke up early in the morning and he right away went to do the mitzvah. Okay, so so we see the concept there, what's called zrizim akdimin mitzvah. That means, if you have a mitzvah, don't leave it, to, it says a different verse, they base it on a play on words, it says, by the matzah, right, it says, al tach mitzenu, don't let it become chametz. Okay, so don't let your mitzvah become chametz. Don't let it sit around I'll do it later, I'll do it in a few hours, I got a few hours. That's how, why, we also we learn from here, this is the main source, like a Brit Milah, we do right away in the morning. When it comes to, the Torah says do it on the eighth day, it doesn't say what time of the day, but we do it as early as possible, unless there's a reason, you have to delay, the father's not in town, whatever the case is, baby's yellow, but I'm saying normally we try to do a mitzvah as early, as quickly as possible. If you have that's mitzvah. why we have this class too early. <laughs> okay, so that's, that's number one. Um, similarly, there's a concept of what's, but in a, it's a question is, is it a different thing or not? Um, the second principle that you mentioned, which is Ein Mavir no Mitzvah, you don't pass by a mitzvah. That means if I see a mitzvah, I go ahead and do it immediately. For example, interestingly enough, so it's not really applicable today, but the halach is, let's say you live in a town, there's two shuls, so you're supposed to dominate the closest shul. If you're going to pass by in those days, you walk, or if you drive, whatever the case is, but you're you're driving by one minion to get to the second minion, it says you got to go to the first minion because you don't pass by a mitzvah. Mitzvah is happening, you have the earliest opportunity. So the question is, is it two different principles or is it the same thing? We're saying, because one klal is called zrizin makdimin the mitzvah, which means you do a mitzvah as quick as possible. You, you, uh, the word is, uh, I don't know, alacrity, was that, was that, a, was that a word? Alacrity, what does that mean? Anyone know English here? Alacrity. Alacrity. What does it mean? I don't know. It means speedily, yeah, no. quickly. You do it quickly. So that's number one. The principle number two is, ain't my virin elements, you don't pass by them. Some say it's really one and the same principle, but in essence, it could be two different principles. So the point is, if I have a mitzvah in front of me, even though if I do this mitzvah, I will not probably be able to do even maybe a more important mitzvah, maybe. So I go ahead and do this mitzvah. Was Promptness and response. Cheerful readiness. Ooh, nice. I like that. What is the word? Alacrity. Alacrity. Okay, so, so that's well, a concept. The reason means alacrity. Yeah. Question. <laughs> so if uh, an Orthodox guy lives right here and he wants to go to UOS in the morning, oh. got to pass by our minion? I'm not kidding. That's a loaded question. Too early in the morning to deal with that. <laughs> Because some might say, listen, if it's a, if the shul is not keeping halacha or whatever, it's no pechitza. That becomes a different issue. Even by the way, it says even if you know I'm going to have better kavanah in the second shul. Let's say I'm not saying this shul or any shul. Let's say I know this is my minion. I have my place. I, you know, I can have my stender and I can dive in better with more kavanah. So that would be another reason you're allowed to bypass the shul. But oh. Technically speaking, if t- all things are equal then you have to go to the first shul. Meaning if you have, like they speak about, let's say the, the one shul, the second shul has a bigger minion. So it's also better to have with a larger crowd because uh, it says, the glory of the kings with more but, people. But if, it, but if it makes you the tenth, yes, the also, one, that's, oh, a, that's sure. more of a mitzvah yes, than joining the, the crowd. A hundred percent, because then you're making the minion. So, <laughs> so there's a lot of different reasons. 
But the point basically is, so based on this, Ed is applying that principle. So if I have a choice of Tzom Gedalia or Yom Kippur, so it's going to say, go with Tzom Gedalia according to one opinion, the Ridvaz. So it's actually two opinions, of course. The Ridvaz, who in uh, the 1600s wrote a response on this, and he said, no. He said, oh, sorry, I'll tell you, they're actually talking about a different case. So there, there's another example, um, which would be, so before we get to the Tzom Gedalia case, is like this. Let's say, this is the original response that was written on this scenario. You have a guy in prison, not discussing why he was in prison, whatever reason, he, uh, he voted too many times, so whatever the reason is. <coughs> not discussing why he was in prison, but we're assuming he's there not of his own fault. Okay, <laughs> so... Uh, depends on your party. So, so um, the guy's in prison, and the, the prison warden says you get one day f- free a year. You can do, you can go pray, you can go do your religious stuff, whatever you have to do. So, he, so the question that was posed, this is again in the 1600s, was this a real scenario? Should he go out the next day and pray, you know, he uh, could do all the mitzvahs the next day. In those days in prison, it wasn't like today where they bring you kosher food and, and uh, you know, get your fill. And there's a place in upstate New York, it's called Otisville. Unfortunately, there's a, they have like three minyanim there. Every day you have a, they have a dafiomi class. They have a, you get different levels of kosher in the prison. It's, a, it's supposed to be like a Jewish country club. So it's all the you know white collar crimes. And, um, um, actually, uh, Cohen, the president's lawyer, what's his name? Michael. Michael Cohen is there actually. So not yet, but he's. I think he's going to dafiomi now. He's so um, so the point is so it's it's a. That's like everyone tries to get there. There's a guy arrested here. Uh, I told you once there was a guy here arrested for he he was an English lawyer. I'll tell you the story, a fascinating story, without getting to the details. It's being taped, but uh, he was arrested for uh, he worked. He was Halliburton's guy in not Kenya, the place, someone that, the place on the on the east coast of Africa where they were, you know, you basically have to bribe to get the contracts there, the oil contracts you bribe. And this guy was arrested here. Uh, religion, oh, he, he's from, um... It's English. Huh? He, he was, he, Halliburton, Halliburton hired him how about to the, bribe the, 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 to get the contracts in. No, not the Enron. The the work that the oil company does really? here. The Enron guy. Sure, there's a lot of guys. I'm very tired. Can I have the seat today? Please. Yeah, sit down, sit down, sit down. Anyway, so, so um, basically, this guy uh, went to jail for for. Uh, he was the Halliburton's foreman. He was Halliburton's foreman for for uh, getting contracts in I forgot which country. Um, uh, an African country, yeah. and and uh, and then they passed this law after he was hired. Um, the, you know, it used to be in Europe it wasn't proven. Now they have a law you can't bribe to get the contracts. Now it's an EU law. It took, uh, then it wasn't. Anyway, he didn't know it was illegal. Long story short, corrupt he got the contracts. Foreign corrupt practices. Right, exactly. So he, he so in America passed the law, but he wasn't. He was living in England. He had connections in uh, Nigeria, I think it was. Whatever it was, he got the contracts. He ended up being the fall guy for Halliburton, him and another guy. And he got, uh, I think, three years. Um, he was a Orthodox guy. Um, made a lot of money, obviously, from Halliburton. From <laughs> anyway, long story short, we got him. He was able to be transferred from Houston to Otisville. We got him into there, at least. So there, it's like a country club. It's a, 
you get, uh, like we said, glakosher food, whatever you want, different sh- levels of shkita you can choose. And federal prison? Or federal, yeah. Federal. Where is this? Otisville, New York. Federal. It was also where Rabashkin, that guy. Whatever, not for now. You came with? You're <laughs> praying, you're praying. So, wasting time talking so, to me. so anyway, so the point is like this. So bottom line is the question is, so you have one day to get out of prison. Um, the question is, should I go out tomorrow? This was the question posed to the uh, advised. Do, do I get out tomorrow and then I could dive with a minion, I could eat kosher, I could put on my tefillin? Or should I wait for Rosh Hashanah? Where Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, it's a major day. I'll or get the chauffeur, the key chauffeur. Yeah, okay, Shabbat, it wasn't the question. For whatever reason, the question was, should I go tomorrow or wait for Rosh Hashanah? Was any, the, uh, when, uh, which uh, day so do was I... any day you were given the choice. That's you get it one point. day a year. You got a one day a year one prison, That's a prison uh, get out of prison free card. Okay, so which day do I choose to go out? Do I go out tomorrow or do I go... Um, do I choose Rosh Hashanah where I can hear the chauffeur and said, or Yom Kippur? The question for some reason was Rosh Hashanah. So what would you say? Uh, I think I think you probably get out because uh, they may change their mind next week and not give it to you. Get out, do your mitzvah. Okay, that's one. But but they're assuming it was the one day of free. It was it was fine. Yeah. Right. So which day did you go out? So again, so you, so what would you say? Thank you. Uh, I was gonna say, do you have to add up how many mitzvot you get if you go out today versus going out next yeah, day? Yeah, well, I'm saying going today is a regular day, so you're gonna put on tefillin. Let's say, let's say he had his tefillin. Well, He's just gonna. We go his, out the, it seems like right. His, it seems like his question there was about about uh, no. The question was. I can go down with Dominion tomorrow, or I can wait for Rosh Hashanah, which is a much bigger day. Well, here's a show for all here, everything. So the question is the other question. So which day do you get? Out, should I get out of prison? That was the question posed. So, so the Ritvaz said, go out tomorrow. You know, like like Ed said before, you have a mitzvah in the hand. Listen, listen, listen. It's very important. You're not gonna know what's going on. You got a mitzvah in the hand, or wait till Rosh Hashanah. You know, maybe they'll let you out by then. There might, there might be a prison break. They'll, uh, they'll, they'll be prison reform. Trump will pass his prison reform, and then everyone will get out free, right? So, 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 meaning you got the mitzvah now. Tomorrow, go tomorrow. Even though tomorrow is just a regular, you know, old day where you're just gonna go to shul, have a minion. If you wait for a shul, you'll get the shofar. You get everything. You get, you know, the apple and the honey is beautiful. But he says no. Go out tomorrow. That was the Ritvaz's opinion. The Chacham Tzvi argued. Um, he was another rabbi at the time, I guess, or a little later. Um, and he said, no. He said, listen, you, one is, you know, going down with dominion is rabbinical between me and you. The whole concept of dominion is not in the Torah. It's not anywhere. It's not found in the Torah. We find hinting to it, but the concept of davening with dominion on a regular day is, is a rabbinical thing. Even prayer, according to some, is rabbinical in general, except if you're in dire straits. The concept of praying even daily is rabbinical. So therefore, he, so the Chamsi says, of course, you should wait for the no question show for hearing shofar is an unbelievable thing. It's, a, it's a, one of the greatest mitzvahs. Um, okay, so so therefore go and wait for Rosh Hashanah. That's what the Chacham Tzvi says. Who's Chacham? Chacham Tzvi was his name. Tzvi. Tzvi, as in dear. Right, Tzvi. So that was the name of his book. I don't know his real name. You got to Google it. Um, so um, bottom line is. So this, so the question now goes back to the original question, which is the question of um, should I fast? If I know if I fast on Tzom Gedalia, I'm not going to be able to fast on Yom Kippur. So what should I do? So they want to say it depends on the same argument. Just like over there, the Ritva says 
You got a mitzvah tomorrow? Do the mitzvah tomorrow. You got to get out of jail card free tomorrow? Just do it. Don't wait for Rosh Hashanah to get out of jail. And get the better mitzvah? You got to do the mitzvah. The first mitzvah that comes to your hand, you got to do it immediately. So the same thing. Even though if I fast on some Gedalia, the doctor says I'm not going to be able to fast on Yom Kippur, <laughs> according to Ritvaz, fast at some Gedalia fast. Because that's the mitzvah that comes first. Even though, again, it's a minor rabbinical fast, you got a mitzvah, do a mitzvah. Yeah, but well, according to the Chacham Tzvi, he was saying the, the application would be, no, you go ahead <coughs> and you wait until um, you get the much bigger mitzvah in your hand, which is Rosh, which is Rosh, in our case would be Yom Kippur, fasting on Yom Kippur in 10 days from now. Nine days, whatever it is. Okay, um, according to the Chacham Tzvi, you'd wait. Just like you'd wait to get out of the prison free, you to use your get out of prison free one day card for Rosh Hashanah. Yeah, sorry. Is it really a mitzvah if the rabbis say? Uh, of course, everything the rabbis say is a mitzvah. What's the question? But if God says, <laughs> yes, God, God is greater than the rabbis. We're agreeing. God says that it's a the rabbis will give you. No, I'm saying is right. Many, many, many. Mitzvot that are even rabbinical, not many. All mitzvot that are even rabbinical, we make a bracha on. For example, we say, and if you notice, let's say, take a rabbinical mitzvah, lighting Shabbos candles is rabbinical. The women uh, who light or the men who light say, Asher Kishanu, but you say, you say a bracha, Baruch Hashem, Alkeinu Machalam, bless you, God, Asher Kishanu, who has sanctified us, Al Miyadi, Asher Kishanu, Mitzvah, who sanctified us with his commandments. Um, and has commanded and has commanded us to light a candle. Doesn't say anywhere in the Torah light a candle. But we still say God has commanded us. Why? Because we learned a few weeks ago. We talk, spoke about it. It says in the Torah, you shall listen to whatever the rabbis say. Even if they tell you go left and it's right, right is left. You got to listen to the rabbis. That's it's a mitzvah in the Torah. It's right. It's there. Trust me. Trust. Okay. <laughs> no, it's in there. You missed it a few weeks ago. I think we spoke about it. Here. So I think the point is point is so so all rabbinical commandments, technically speaking, are really become biblical, which is a whole issue how that works. I think we, didn't we discuss it here a few weeks ago in the context of something yes, else? Sort of. So um, so the point is meaning any rabbinical mitzvah, quote unquote mitzvah, is technically biblical because the Torah tells you heed what the leaders of, gen- of your generation say. That's what it says in the Torah. So therefore, the technically a rabbinical mitzvah comes. But of course, it's not equal. Listen, if God said fast on Yom Kippur and the rabbi said fast on Tom Gedalia, there's no question in our minds they're not equal, which, which is part of the problem. You want to say? Yeah. Are all biblical mitzvot equal? Ah, so that's a good question. So, so really, of course, we know they're not. Um, murder is a lot worse than, uh, let's say, uh, I don't know, wearing shatnas, I, I would assume. But, so that's a very good you point. Can so about meaning, the sentencing. Yes, yeah, so it's a good it's a good question. I mean, I'll tell you why like this. So really, of course, they're not equal. But we, the question is, can we decide which is equal? Meaning, who gets to decide which is, uh, this right. is an old question. Rabbis, right? I'm guessing. <laughs> no, so that's the thing. Even the rabbis, we don't know. We have to view all mitzvahs as equal because, again, biblical, let's, now we're switching to the biblical mitzvahs, because we can't, we don't know the reasons really behind the mitzvahs. It's something we mentioned in the last two weeks, which is we can't, if the Torah doesn't give you a reason, we don't know what, why God commanded mm-hmm. it. So listen, in our social, uh, you know, in Western society, yes, murder is a lot worse than wearing shadows. We don't really know. We don't know why God told us don't wear shadows, why it said don't keep kosher. We, we have no idea. We don't have God's scale. Exactly. So therefore, we can't say which one's more important. Obviously, there is maybe. So therefore, we have to view all mitzvahs technically as equals discussed. 
But when because it comes to rabbinical... Obviously, it's not obvious. Yes. You said on one hand it's not <laughs> obvious, and then you said obviously. No, no, no. No, no. What I'm saying is, in Western society, let's say, we'll look at something and we'll say, I had this case, I'll just give you a story that I had, a guy here in Houston, whose Nebuch, his grandson became Orthodox. Um, he was a reform guy, and in his very sad situation, his grandson became Orthodox. Uh-huh. So he, uh, he used to study with him. It's a joke, it's a joke. <laughs> so, you need your coffee, man. Um, so, uh, so, uh, so the guy calls me up. I, I study with him every Friday. I used to study. He passed away. This guy he was in his nineties, and he's one day he comes. He's very upset. He said, "What happened? His grandson came Shomer Shabbos. He lives in Manhattan." No, he, yeah, no, he was okay with the, with Doris Lex part. Actually, was okay. His parents were not so okay, but um, but uh, he says his grandson lives in Manhattan, and in Manhattan, it's very hard to find a parking spot. You know that, right? Been to Manhattan. You have to drive around for hours. If you live in Manhattan, if you don't know, if you don't rent a space in a garage for so you know thousand dollars a month, you, you, yeah, you gotta spend. It's like hours of driving around. So he comes home. This guy was late on Friday afternoon. He was late coming home from work. He got stuck in traffic. It was a few. It was like uh, ten minutes to Shabbos, and he couldn't find a spot. So he ended up he pulled in the garage. He says it cost him about one hundred fifty dollars just to park. For Shabbos, till Saturday night. Yeah, yeah. So uh, something like that. So he, he said, like, it's ridiculous. He said, this that hundred fifty dollars could have gone to a homeless guy to to give to tzedakah to help a poor person. And this guy, because he's Shabbos Shabbos, so he wasted his throughout down the toilet. He threw the hundred fifty dollars down the toilet. That was his complaint to me. He said, how could it's a ridiculous religion? He said, of course, tzedakah is more important than throwing hundred fifty dollars down the drain, right? That was his question. So I said, I explained to him, no, we can't. You're right. In my opinion, yes. If you ask me what is more important, of course, to help an uh, indigent person, give them $150. But we don't know, in, in God's opinion, we have to go with God. We don't get to decide which is more important on the scale. Okay, we don't know. So therefore, the Torah says very clearly, you can't violate Shabbat. Assuming driving right there, assuming driving on Shabbat is prohibited. So therefore, of course, that's more important. So knows we can't prioritize. Who gets to decide what's priority on the ladder? If it was up to me, yes. In Western society, of course, it's helping a poor person than some parking, uh, some rich Jews making hundred fifty dollars an hour in a parking garage. And of course, you should help the poor person, right? So, so, so. But the point is, so we can't. We don't. It's not up to us to decide which mitzvah is more important. You understand? Yes. There's another question as well on the same thing. A lot of thing, other questions. The same thing that you're talking about now. Yeah. Uh, that's all very well, and we understand. That we call, we uh, on, the, uh, on this side, you say we 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 ca- we cannot tell which is more important. On the other side, you yeah. say, well, one's got to be more important. I don't understand. No, I'm saying fine, meaning fine. meaning. Of course, there's more important. We can know which is more important. Rabbinically, therefore, we have to treat them all equally. Yes, rabbinically, no, so rabbinically, yeah. Uh-huh. That's because we're not a united uh, religion anymore, and this one says left and this one says Never right. Were. And I'm not talking about conservative and, and orthodox, which also, also. The, some, some so what's your point? What's your question? Say say the question. Your question. Right and mm-hmm. What's and your question? How do we know which is right? How do, so that's uh, a different one. Well, nothing to do with this class. Oh, yes, there's a system, just like in yeah. any. Let's say you have two so courts in the United States that have that disagree. One second. Let's say you have two courts. Let's say you have two courts in the United States that disagree, two judges. So what happens? There's a higher judge. So, same thing in Judaism. There's a system of how this law works, but it's not for today's class. That's a, so, you want to know how the system works? That's a different question. So we have disagreeing. No, no, no. I'm saying you have two sages who disagree. So, the Torah 
Torah tells you what to do. Torah well, says, uh, go with yeah, majority. Majority rules, exactly. Right. We go so, to Shulchan Aruch. Exactly. But today yeah. things are more, or sometimes being So I'm discussed. telling you, well, so there's different, Rabbi, there's a system, just like in any system of laws. Well, we're there's a way it works. We're divided religion. What? We are becoming a divided religion. We, we, we already are divided. Okay. We're getting off tangent. Many. Many, many. We're getting off tangent. There's nothing to do with today's topic. I thought I was right on target. It's nothing to do with today's topic. It's a different question. <laughs> We're discussing. Well, I have a choice. This mitzvah or that we mitzvah. We don't know what today's Many. topic is yet. So. You missed yeah. the beginning. The choice is I have. Should I fast on some Gedalia? Even though it's going to cause me not to fast on Yom Kippur. But well, you said it's nothing to do with that topic. Yeah. So. Well, you're, you understand uh, you the question? There, you got there. It's a story about violating Shabbat. You imply that you should fast on some Gedalia. Because can't choose between mitzvot, but even though... No, so now, one second, so you didn't let me finish. <laughs> so now that's, of course, in biblical mitzvot, we have to treat everything equally. But if there's no, that cannot be applicable. You can't compare Tzom Gedalia to Yom Kippur. Everyone knows Yom Kippur is more stringent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One is the rabbis, you know, some guy was assassinated, okay, so we want to, so it's a tragedy, I'm not belittling the tragedy, but, you know, it's a rabbinical fast, it's a minor fast. If you have any weakness, you need a coffee, uh, you're in a bad situation, you know, you stub your toe, you can break your fast. Yom Kippur is a very serious business. It's the only biblical fast. Taurus is very clearly, it doesn't say the fast, it says uh, uh, afflict yourself. But, but the point is, it's a biblical, there's no question Yom Kippur is much more important than Tzom G'day. So that whole concept wouldn't be applicable to this question. But still in all, the advice is saying, even a mitzvah the Rabbanon, if I have a mitzvah, you, you take the mitzvah in front of you, and you missed the beginning, but we discussed morning one, you have a mitzvah in front of you, just do it. As, as Ed said, one in the hand, two in the bag. You should live till then. You should live till then, as Ed's mother, to quote Ed's mother said. <laughs> okay, so, yeah. I want to go back just for a second to the parking spot. Yeah. <laughs> so it's 150 bucks for the parking spot, and the, the guy makes the point. You know, you could have done a, a, lot of stuff a real right? nice yeah. mitzvah right. with yes. that 150 bucks. It would seem to me a lot has to do with the immediacy of it. If, oh, I'd have another 150 bucks that maybe someday I could give to a poor person, yeah. is very different than here's the entrance to the parking lot and here stands the poor person. I think I'll give it to the poor person and, and I'll just keep driving around. Right, but that's so what we're saying. No, you can't. So that's true. That comes into play, but not when it comes. Shabbat is the dual. No, you know that's the limit. You can give the poor person uh, your car. Let him drive around for twenty-five hours. <laughs> You'll never see it again. So one time, but he has a good point. So I just want to address his point. Of course, you do take that into effect. Let's say, will I be able? That is a very good point. Meaning, what we're saying here is, let's say you have two. There is another. Let me explain. There's something called. Besides, we said already two principles. The first principle is. Zriza Maktim in the mitzvot, which means you have to do the mitzvah as quick as possible. Like in Pirkei Right, yeah. Number two is in my vir in the mitzvot. You don't bypass a mitzvah. So you can make that argument here also. You got a poor person. I'm, I'm driving by him. I got to stop and give him. But obviously, so that there's another principle which is called Osik um, B'Mitzvah Patam in a mitzvah. That means if I'm involved in doing one mitzvah, I'm exempt from another mitzvah that comes during the, the involvement in the first mitzvah. Okay, so, so let's say I'm, uh, this is very relevant, uh, for example, uh, sukkah. You, if you're a physician and you're caring for, the, for 
ill people, you're exempt from sukkah. Even if you're not a physician. If I'm caring for an elderly parent or something where they need my help, I don't have to go out and eat in the sukkah. They for sure don't because they're sick. But even the person carrying them, why? Because they're involved in one mitzvah, you're exempt during that period. But let's say I can do the mitzvah later on. Which is what you're saying. So then, of course, you're not exempt. You're you're currently exempt, but of course, you have to. It doesn't mean later in the day when I'm not when I leave my shift. Now I don't have to eat in the sukkah either because this morning I cared for a sick person. So you're right. So the immediacy comes into play when it comes to Shabbos. It's a 26-hour period or whatever it is, 24-hour uh, that you can't violate Shabbos. So it's irrelevant. Right now, the Torah tells me very clearly, keep Shabbat. The Torah knows that sometimes the Shabbat, I'm, there's going to be a poor person that I'm not going to to, you know, give money to because money is muktzah, whatever the case is. So, so you immediately, immediacy does come into play and in what's going to happen afterwards, but not in this case, is what I'm saying. Well, also, the other thing is, in terms of God's calculus, if you go park and pay someone 150 bucks, you have no idea whether that might have a good impact that you have no way of knowing about. That guy might be desperate to make yeah, money that yeah. day. Yeah, who knows? You, know, you, you don't know what the impact of... Uh, secondly, is you talked about Yom Kippur is greater than Tzom Gedalia, but it's not the issue is so much of which holiday is greater or is which are the two mitzvot equivalent. That's really the issue. Yeah, but I'm saying is the two mitzvot are, are clearly not equivalent. That's what well, I'm saying. In this case, in this particular case, one's biblical. Yeah, saying so but you can't compare a rabbinical mitzvah to a biblical mitzvah. That's I don't think anyone would argue. Right, so then, but still, in all, the advice is saying you still. No, I said in the Torah, six thirteen in the Torah are all equal. We have to treat them equally. But if there's no question. The rabbi said, uh, "Do do you know light Shabbos candles?" Should that, this is actually every Shabbos? Many people, you know, they come home from work at nine o'clock and they light the Shabbos candle. That's wrong, of course. You don't fulfill the biblical to violate the, the biblical prohibition of Shabbos with lighting your Shabbos candles. Right? That's ludicrous. There was, there's no question biblical versus biblical, rabbinical versus biblical. Biblical wins out, normally. The Ritvaz seems to be saying here, and it's hard to understand why, in this particular case, since you have a mitzvah in your hand, even though the mitzvah is rabbinical, go ahead and do, and do the rabbinical mitzvah, even though there's a good chance you're not going to be able to do the biblical. So you could die between, like you are saying, you could die between Song Gedal and Yom Kippur. <laughs> When you rent a car lately, I've noticed on a number of occasions that it's cost me more for parking than the car rental. Okay. <laughs> That's all different class. Psychologically, think about all the guilt of not fasting on Yom Gedalia because you're going to fast on Yom Kippur. Between Yom Gedalia and Yom Kippur, you have to hope you don't die and uh, you don't get sick. And, you know, of course, it's easy. I didn't know what the heck Gedalia was. Yeah. <laughs> What's a Gedalia, right? How many years do we fast for, you know, Gedalia? It's been a, a gazillion years already. I mean, just one guy. <laughs> right. It wasn't only him. We read it. It's, it's the whole history. After one that. rabbi said it, you know, so. <laughs> it wasn't one rabbi, but you know, the. Doesn't expire? No, no expiration. <laughs> on the bed, and once the rabbi once, says something, it's once stuck. Once a mitzvah, always a mitzvah. So, uh, so the point is like this. So now, this, so this concept, by the way, again, so we're saying is more or less this, this argument. It's relevant. There's so many applications of this, um, as we're going to see in a second. Well, For let's example, say the yeah. Yom Kippur was 24 hours after some Gedalia, and not nine days later. Would that make a difference? I'm not, no, so I'm saying it's not, it's not necessarily about the time. Again, we're using, seems to be we're using the principle here is you have a mitzvah, you don't pass by a mitzvah. 
So the fact that, now it's, it's important to understand, we'll see in a second, when I don't fast on Yom Kippur, I'm not violating the law, the Torah says fast on Yom Kippur, because I'm exempt, I'm, I'm under duress, technically. It's, it's, it's not my fault, now I'm sick. The halacha is, if you're sick, you have a pasik v'chaybem, Torah tells you you can't fast. So it's really what I'm doing, and this is what I want to get to. You're, what you're doing is, in a certain sense, and this is a very important to understand the background behind it, there's a whole other application here, which is, what I'm doing is, I'm putting myself into a situation, forget some g'dayah, I'm putting myself in a situation where I'm going to be sick, um, and then the Torah tells me don't fast. So it's not, I'm not violating the Torah on Yom Kippur. It's not that I'm violating Yom Kippur, technically speaking. You could make that argument that really what I'm doing is I'm, I'm exempting myself. I am sort of have a way to exempt myself. For example, the, the question, that's what I'm saying, there's hundreds of applications this question. Can you, um, can you, let's take a simple case, can you have elective surgery on Friday? Because I have a choice. I can have my surgery, elective, not, not a pikuach nefesh. At first you do it right away. But let's say you have a question of, I can have an elective surgery. It's for some, uh, you know, whatever it is, uh, you know, cosmetic surgery. Uh, some elective surgery, which is not an emergency. I could do it on Monday, and I'll be totally fine by Shabbos. Or if I have it on Friday, it's scheduled on Friday, I'm going to have to violate Shabbat, because now I'm in a situation where I'm sick. Okay, and then and I'm allowed to, it's sakana, the first three days after surgery, we consider you a sukan, any type of surgery, and therefore I have to violate Shabbat to, to, for the treatment, to follow up, whatever it is. So am I allowed to schedule my surgery Friday or do I have to schedule it for Monday? Now, again, it's a, it's a certain sense that question is very relevant. Meaning, Unless Shabbat doesn't exist. Uh, no, what I'm saying that is, but that's before. the question here. Can I put myself in a situation knowing it's going to cause me to be exempt from the mitzvah? That's really the question here. Yeah. So it's, it's, you know, so there's a much deeper question as far as Tzom G'dali. It's not that I'm choosing me to Tzom G'dali and Kippur. I'm doing the mitzvahs in front of me right now. It happens to be, if I do this mitzvah, it's going to cause me to be exempt. It's not that I'm violating Yom Kippur. I'm going to be exempt from fasting on Yom Kippur. Because now it's a situation of so, Pekoch Nefesh. So you're giving up an opportunity in the future to right. do it. So Isn't that a maybe so you won't be able to fast on Yom Kippur? Yeah, so, yeah, so we'll get there. Yeah, so we'll get there in a second. Let me, let me see how he's, he... I think he says it like this. Um, for example, he gives another example. He's discussing here a case where he brought this in. He brings a case where a woman has a, let me read you the case because I don't remember it. Exactly, a fascinating case. He says, there's a doctor writing to him this question, 1978, 9, 1979. She was in the initial stages of pregnancy. Um, even before 40 days, initial, first 40 days of pregnancy. Okay, She's, she was admitted to the hospital because of high blood pressure, a very high blood pressure. He said the, the, her gynecologist or the OBGYN, his opinion was she actually went to to an abortion immediately on this child, on this fetus. Because the, the pregnancy, as she gets further on the pregnancy, is going to cause her more danger. Um, eventually, this pregnancy will endanger her life. Right now, she's fine. Not, the pregnancy is not endangered, but as later on in the pregnancy, this will cause danger. But the, uh, the regular doctor, there's no emergency to do the abortion now. When it endangers her life, we could do the abortion. Um, he says to wait, um, and to see if her blood pressure 
um, what what level of blood pressure will remain or not will go down. Can we give her medicine for blood pressure? If the medicine won't work to lower her blood pressure, enough. Then we'll have to decide. So the question became, the halachic question was, the adula, as we know, a abortion within the first 40 days is very lenient. It's really not considered water, a sack of water. We is it considered abortion? It's an abortion, but it's we're very, very lenient. Meaning, yes. again, you don't do it for no reason, but if there's a, any any somewhat reason, then you'll do the abortion. As opposed to later on, you need a much it literally has to endanger the only way we'll allow abortion after 40 days, a later point of the pregnancy, is if it's endangering the life of the mother. First 40 days, you know, we, we're much more lenient. Any excuse is a good right, excuse. Exactly. Okay. So now, so the question is, the question became. Um, so sh- if they're going to wait to see if the medicine works, they're going to have to, and at that point they have to do an abortion. The abortion is going to be a much more serious abortion as far as halacha is concerned. And her life might be in danger. No. Again, right now, it's not in danger left at this point. No, but if you wait. Is, it, no, at that point. You're they, waiting if until you do the abortion, her life is in danger. Right. Yeah, the waiting point. So the question becomes, should we do the abortion now prior yes. to 40 days where there's really, there's no reason to do the abortion, and she, her life is not in danger at this current moment, um, in order to, to make sure that we don't do the more serious abortion at a later point. That's when her point. life might be in danger. Yes. So, no, but, so uh, but on this, uh, this uh, her life is going to be in danger. It's not for sure. No, he said they're trying to the treatment. They're trying medicine. Well, and it'll lower her blood pressure. It might work. Treatment. They don't know. Okay, so again, so you have two questions. It's, it's a complicated question. So do you, the treatment might work. She might be totally fine. This and we don't have to do any abortion. Situation, by the way. What? This is not okay. an uncommon So do you do situation. the abortion now according to Allah? The question is, yes. do you do the pre-40-day abortion? So we have our OBGYN here. It's called preeclampsia. He's saying he's our OBGYN is saying well, you do it. Why? He's no, saying halakhically or medically? What do you say? Um, both. Okay. Because uh, in 99% of the time, you know, the blood pressure problems are going to get worse and put her life in yes, danger. I understand. So at that point, we could do the abortion. Why do it now? Because she's in danger all this time. No, she's not in danger. Again, currently she's not in danger. She has high blood pressure. Listen, uh, then you're reporting a, a, you know, a fetus that... Uh, oh, uh, so you're saying halakha. Okay. Yeah, halakha, yeah. Now, well, this is a medical question. I was just going to say, you know, it's... It's day 39, you're coming up on the 40, (laughs) and as Alan says, there's a high probability that when you get to day 41, you're going to be pushed and forced, but it may not reach all the way to the, she's going to die if I don't do it, but it certainly is, is gradually increasing risk, and there's this threshold that you are likely to cross but by day 100 by by day 41 or 50 it's easy to do it now before it's 40 easier medically you're saying or yeah again a lot of saying medically medically, it, medically you know it's easier that, the, that here it is day 39 any excuse is a good excuse you have a high probability that on day 41 it's going, when it's no longer easy to do halachically, it's going to start getting riskier and riskier. So why not do it on day 39? 
what if God forbid right, day 39 again, goes so on Shabbat no I'm saying they, I'll tell you why not yeah. do it because we again we have this question of just like we're saying it's it's a I shouldn't postpone a mitzvah I have a mitzvah in front of me I do the mitzvah here it's sort of reverse I have Shevel Tassad don't do anything right, right now I'm not obligated to do anything technically speaking well, we have a concept in, in general in, in all halacha which is Shevel Tassad whenever you're not sure you're uncertain of something so you just you don't do anything. Don't doing not doing anything is not in violation. You're not doing something wrong. If I go ahead and do the abortion and she didn't need it, then I might have done something wrong. So better stand back and let let's see what happens. As he said, as your mom would say, you don't know what's going to happen. It's in so God's it's, it's hands. the reverse of your mom, right? It's in God's hands. At that point, I'm allowed to do again. When there's a sakana, I'm allowed to do an abortion even after 40 days. Mm-hmm. So 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 what am I doing wrong? Better don't do it now. Why get involved in the halacha question of an abortion right now? I stand back and let's see how it develops. And if it develops, then it's sakana. So at that point, it's 100% permitted to do the abortion anyway. So it's, you know, it's the understand. What do the rabbis think about preventing a situation of pikuach nefesh occurring? Yeah. So again, they're trying to they're giving her medicine. It's not, you know, it's meaning they're saying the 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 not the OBGYN, the other guy, the in the. Uh, Regular doctor saying there's a good chance the the, the intern the in uh, what's it called internal Internist. medicine doctor yeah. interns is saying that the medicine is a good chance it's going to help and lower blood pressure. So we don't know what's going to happen. So why do an abortion now? So why ask That's the, the gynecologist in the first place if you're not going to listen to the expert advice? No, no. There's an argument between the gynecologist and the in, and the internal medicine guy. That's the, the case. This is a gynecologist. The gynecologist says, "Let's do it now. Get it over." Like all gynecologists, they they don't want to. Do, doesn't need another customer. Right you right got to get rid of the. <laughs> just do the abortion. The, the internist is saying. Wait, let's see. We can treat it. It might go away. The blood pressure yeah, might go down. To listen to the expert. Medical facts this become is, kind of important. Here. And, 100%. Uh, for example, if this she woman had six pregnancies before, three of them she developed blood pressure problems early on. Yeah, 100%. Listen, so, there's a lot of factors. So, uh, it's there's no question at the end of the day it's, it's dependent on the doctors. But we're coming at, coming at it. There's an argument between the doctors here. We're coming at it from the halachic perspective. Do I violate a minor law now? To prevent violating a greater law later. Yeah, but, but that's the point. Is, because there's an argument. In other words, you had clear facts. The woman three times got pregnant before. Yes. She got hypertension. Each time she almost lost her life. And she's advised even not to get pregnant. And she gets pregnant again. Yes, that, that's not the so case. I understand. So, so as I say, if my grandmother would have a beard, she'd be my grandfather. That, that, I heard if my grandmother had wheels, I'd be a bus. Or if my grandmother had a bus, I'd be a The Yiddish expression is if your grandmother had a beard, she'd be a grandfather. But the point is like this. So, so again, we're not. Of course, there's so other factors. There's other. If, the, if it's very clear, the doctor's saying so she's going to get sick. Here, there was a doubt. Do. There's right. a doubt. Exactly. So, therefore, it seems you shouldn't do the abortion. Well, no, I mean, it's, doubt. it's a question. We're not saying you shouldn't. I'm showing you both sides of the coin. What should we yeah. do? It's the same question as well, Tongadai. I'm pointing out. It's, it's it's the same question of Tongadai Yom Kippur. Do I do do I do something now? Even though it's a minor, it's good. No, it's, do I do the minor thing? Um, even though it technically, um, by doing the minor mitzvah, it will prevent the greater. It's sort of the opposite. Yeah, except except concave view. Except one it gets it gets as you saw in one case, the potential danger is mi- not being able to fast in Yom Kippur, and the other it, the potential danger is endangering her life. Now, um, no, again, the question here is not about endangering life. I want to make it clear. If life's in danger, of course we're going to do the abortion immediately. We'll save her life. No one's saying she's going to die. 
That's not the not issue. Now, look, look. It's about no, the anytime. Future. No, it's not again. The question is that do we do the abortion now or the abortion? Oh, yes, later? yes. He's, he's, he's saying very clearly at that point when her life will be endangered. Right now, her life is not endangered. Yeah, but the only reason you would do the abortion is because you're, the gynecologist is saying her life will be in danger. If the blood pressure doesn't go down correct. or if you don't abort it. If, if but no correct. one's saying there's a chance we're going to lose the woman here. No uh, yes, that. they are. No, they're not. They're no, they're, 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 they're really not. Really not. not. If, if the treatment doesn't work, it's it's not. Not. And, and when the treatment doesn't fails, work, right, then we're going to do the abortion. But by the time we finish the treatment, guaranteed 100% that'll fix the problem. I don't accept that. It won't then cure diabetes. Exactly. This comes up all the time with diabetics. You tell them not to get pregnant because the last three pregnancies had you almost died, and they get pregnant again. So this comes up all the time with diabetics who get pregnant. Right. And this is no different. Than that. Blood pressure, well, you're treating it. I, mean, assume I, I, you I can would also make an argument that in the first 40 days, high blood pressure, I mean, you're the gynecologist, but preeclampsia of high blood pressure doesn't occur on, in the first 40 days. Which may but make this situation even worse. Ready, yeah, it's even worse. Yeah, it makes it even worse. That's so right. that's why the medical stuff here is a little... Yeah, but you can't. So listen, you, you, we don't know all the medical facts, but Wait, based on what they're saying, the, it wasn't a medical, the question was less medical, meaning as far as no one's saying we'll lose the woman. Questions, do we do the abortion now? We're, everyone agrees you don't need it right now. There's no abortion necessary right now. But it's going to prevent us from... It's about prognostication, yes. which is always difficult, yes. especially as we say about the future. Yes. <laughs> and then you will find yeah, that's right. You're I mean, are we really? Are we not really? So I have a, I have a question. One second, one second. Manny's bothered by something and terrible. I mean, high blood pressure itself, we do treat and they do all right with pregnancy. Except when they don't. Yeah, yeah. Right. No, 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 no. No, but I mean, people want babies and things like that. Um, it's, uh, if it's not preeclampsia, it's not preeclampsia. But, but we're, we're talking how We're not. That's bad. This is not a discussion. Yes, we're not discussing the medical scenario. We want to know the halacha. We're talking the halacha. Let's but, take the. But, but, but I have a halachic question, and it may be my lack of understanding of what the heck a mitzvot even is, but I view things as mitzvot that you can do a good thing and follow a rule. No, so, so that's not, yeah, mitzvah means a commandment, meaning it's obligatory. We're not talking about doing crossing right. the lady in the street. That's a nice I, thing. I that's no, that. I, I understand. That's right. not quite where no, I'm going. Okay. But on the other hand, there are real sins. He was hypertensive. I don't know what it was. He didn't say those are don't those are don't yeah. do mitzvahs. Yeah, right, so there's do and don't do. You're it's right. Okay, so you can't answer. So we, we've talked a little bit in the past of which are more questions, not which take precedence: the yeah. do's or the don'ts. When you have a contradiction, and, and, and so one could argue that uh, doing an abortion in the last trimester, for example, is a sin. Yeah. Again, if, but if, not if, if it's, it's endangering the life. I, I right. understand. Yeah. But if we're yes. doing an abortion that's for a don't. reason, that's yes. a don't that, right. that doesn't involve saving yes. the mother's life. Uh, does that don't take precedence over doing mm -hmm. a, a mitzvah to a mitzvah to that's a do? Yeah, so whenever you do, uh, uh, I'll, I'll answer I, you, I don't, I don't know if I'm answering your question, but no, I'm saying whenever you have a contradiction question, between no. a do and a don't, so the 
the uh, when the Torah, let's say the Torah prescribes, for example, the classical <coughs> case is, is Yibum, right? So you know the it's prohibited. The Torah has in the list of prohibited relationships is your sister-in-law. Person not to marry the brother's wife, even after the death of the brother. Biden. But what? Biden. Oh, that's really? That's really? Bless you. Yeah, married. So cool. married is right. So that's prohibited in the Torah. You stopped her a few times. We didn't marry her. So that's the brother. So that's the prohibition. You're on tape here. Um, so the the uh, the point is like this. So the brother, but the Torah says if the brother dies childless, and um, whatever the criteria are, then it's a mitzvah. So obviously, whenever you have a contradiction between a do and a don't. The say dochalosa says that's the the say the do overrides the negative commandment. When the Torah gives you both commandments and they're in the same scenario, so then the do overrides the don't. Because the Torah's yeah, command you do it in this case. It's an exception to the rule. The Torah is giving you an exception. When the the do contradicts the don't, the do overrides the don't. But it's a, it's, it's a lot of uh, complicated. A lot of examples. You have a murder. And a big don't do that. It's a big don't. <laughs> <laughs> and and then you have another. Uh, eat this trafe. Uh, eat the, no, I guess eat this trafe, or I'm going to kill you. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. That's okay. We're getting off the. So it's, too, it's a very complicated topic. What overrides? But here it's not a question of again. Here's a question of not overriding. I want to make clear. The question here is doing something now, which will cause or me or exempt topic. me from a from a different mitzvah in the future. So it's not an override. It's a I'm saying fast Godali, even though you're gonna end up not fasting Yom Kippur. So so he brings that in for this case of the abortion, he brings in that response and he applies it here. He says he says I'll just read it to you. He says like this. He says, um, we find this question about Sam Gadali and Yom Kippur discussed in the sixteen hundreds, seventeen hundreds. Um so he says, you see from there, he says, all the ruling is, bottom line, is you fast some Gedali. Almost all the authorities agree with the Ridvaz that you fast some Gedali, even though there's a good chance it's going to prevent you from fasting Yom Kippur. So he says, you see, that's the opinion of most of the authorities. Right now, I have this, the, the time for this rabbinical commandment of some Gedali is today. Don't push it off, don't override it, like you would say, Kadesh Lolovatl, Mitzas Inub Yom Kippur. So I don't override this rabbinical mitzvah today, even to prevent me um, from violating the, the law of affliction of Yom Kippur. A bigger doubt. Why? What's the principle he's saying? Because then you're, gonna, the, you're exempt. Once you're in a situation where you're sick and you can't fast in Yom Kippur, what he's saying is this is the philosophy behind it, is at that point, I don't have to. Torah tells me don't fast in Yom Kippur. So I'm not violating Yom Kippur. If it was a question of violating the rabbinical or biblical, of course you violate the rabbinical over the biblical. That's no question. But here he's saying is you perform the biblical mitzvah and then I'm gonna, it happens to be at that point, the doctor will tell me you can't fast Yom Kippur. You fasted last week. Sorry, you can't fast. It's going gonna, it's gonna to harm you. So at that point, I'm exempt. I'm in what's called an honest. Honest means I'm, it's like a, someone's putting a gun to my head. I'm under duress, technically speaking. They in lava case, I list the so we don't violate a present Rabbanan violation in order to fulfill a later on biblical commandment. So he says that's the rule. says, therefore, in the case of abortion, he wants to apply. Surely in our case, it's a prefori. That you shouldn't violate a rabbinical prohibition now of this abortion, which is before 40 days. It's a small thing. It's a Torah to, and he's saying abortion later on, not um, 
one second, abortion later on, to, to then save ourselves from the prevention of a more stringent biblical prohibition. Um, she says, even if in the situation where you'd fast on some Gedalia, it's sure, it's 100% sure you won't be able to fast on Yom Kippur. The Cholzos, he says, stolen all, we're saying, according to these postkim, according to these uh, rabbinic authorities, you have to fast some Gedalia. Even though basically you're going to come to this technical violation of Yom Kippur. So he says, surely in this situation, even though it's not clear, where it's not clear that she's going to be in danger later on, um, in that she might, we might not even have to do an abortion. Could be the blood pressure medicine will help. You could go and b'shel seder. She talks and she lacks the dam yaret. Her blood pressure will go down. She also case slavra alis rabbanon. So we we don't allow you to violate this rabbinical prohibition um, where right now she's not in danger and there's no reason to perform an abortion. We don't do it even though it's gonna might prevent a later on more stringent discipline. Um, so now. So he says, surely, by the way, he says, let's say you're applying this to Tsongadali, he goes back. Let's say it would be a case where if I fast Tsongadali, I'm not sure. Maybe I was a fast Yom Kippur, maybe I won't. So in that case, everyone would agree. There wouldn't even be the Machlokas. The Cham Tzvi would agree in that situation that you should sure fast Tsongadali. No, it's only, their only argument is where it's 100% sure that you're going to end up not fasting in Yom Kippur. But he says, let's say if I fast Tsongadali, Doctor says we have to see you. Come in next week and I'll decide and I'll assess you to see if you can fast Yom Kippur. He says in that situation, everyone would agree. It would be no question that you'd fast on Tzong So he says to say that's really the situation here with the abortion. Because it's not sure, there's no sure case that she's going to be in the case of uh, where we have to do an abortion. Her blood pressure might go down. So that's his, that's his